This is Zach from Malakota, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. So for those not familiar with Malakota, can you give us the two-sentence elevator pitch? Okay, so we are a progressive gothic metal band out of Ontario, Canada, and we are following more of a power metal core. Um, we have currently right now our second EP of the year out called The Strain. The first one was Crawling Chaos, and uh, third one to be released fairly soon. So you've stayed pretty busy during the pandemic. Yeah, so these groups of songs that we've done, they're actually for a project outside of Malakota that the vocalist was doing. The band was originally called Kikadian. When that fell apart, they then um, we kind of took a look at the songs and we're like, hey, these are pretty good. Why don't we kind of rearrange them just a little bit to make it sound more like Malakota? And then we put them together and recorded right before the pandemic hit. And then we had to finish a little bit of it during the pandemic, which was an interesting challenge, but it was a lot of fun to do. Did you have to do it all separately or were you able to get in a room together? So right before the pandemic, we were recording drums, which is like the first step that we usually do in our recording process. So we were fortunate enough to get the majority of that done right before the pandemic hit. And then once it hit, we had to go on a pause for a little bit and wait. But uh, then between we were able to kind of get together and do some stuff with like Lucas and one of us just because of our capacities. So that way we weren't over or didn't get caught. So we were kind of in and out together at times. And then uh, Wes, at some point, had to record guitar on his own at his place. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of all over the place with our restrictions and stuff. But um, yeah, it was, it was definitely in and out. When you're writing, especially with your horror-themed uh, vibe you got going on, are you writing like how these songs are going to come across on stage with a visual element? Or are you writing the songs for the song's sake? Um, so Lucas is our main songwriter, but what he primarily does is he kind of writes a lot for the song's sake. So um, he takes a lot of like a storyline or elements um, and kind of feeds off of that. Um, an example would be like on this EP, The Strain, um, which Wes and Lucas co-wrote. They like the vocals are very geared towards the um, show, mm-hmm. The Strain. Right. So a lot of that is basically taken from a lot of just our, our, our interests and like horror and gothic elements. Um, and then we kind of just piece that together for live as to how we want the show to go. Okay. Are you guys uh, incorporating visuals with this? Because you guys, I mean, it would lend itself towards it, right? Or is it just going to be music? Oh, of course. Of course. It's got to have, you know, it's power metal, this stuff. So right. it has to have that element of, you know, a lot of theatrics. So like the last show we did right before the pandemic, we, we pulled out all the stops with the guy, Ed Thompson, who was our lighting guy. And he like full on show, smoke, lights, everything we could possibly put into the place. Right. Everything except for pyro, because that's a, that's a limit here in, in Canada. That's right. expensive. But, yeah. Um, yeah. That's basically what we're trying to do. And moving forward, we're trying to make the shows a lot more theatrical because it has to fit the songs. Right. Um, I don't really think we could go raw elements with what we're doing. It's, no. It's so, I mean, theatrical. You- yeah, very. That's what I was saying. It lends itself towards that more theatrical element. I didn't know what if you had envisioned it already, or if you're kind of toying with it. What was going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have in yeah, my at note the moment. We're, I, keep going. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, at the moment we're with it. We're um, moving, you know, into trying to do like projectors and everything like that. Trying to make it really a lot more um, professional than what mm-hmm. you would normally see. So that's kind of what we're 
you moving forward in terms of live? Are you guys allowed to play there live? And if so, do you have anything coming up? Nothing at the moment. It's very in and out. There's a few places that have started doing live shows again, but it's only been outdoor up until maybe this week. They started doing indoor shows or this, this last weekend. Um, but even then it's very spotty. So at the moment, we're just kind of still analyzing and seeing because we, we need to do all the prep work and stuff. And for that to kind of get canceled, if we get into another lockdown, that's a bit of a loss on our end. So at the moment, we're just, you know, we're, we're, we're prepping, but we're kind of staying in that intermediate where we're going to wait until we are 100% sure we can do it. Sure. We're getting shut down. What's it going to be like to finally get back on the stage again? Oh, man, that for me as a musician, that is my favorite thing to do is to play live. Well, you know, some guys, they love recording and writing. And don't get me wrong. I love all that. Right. But for sure, my favorite aspect is playing live. And I've, I've really missed that over the last two years. Um, so to get back into that, I, I really can't wait for that to occur again. Um, the feeling of just engaging with people and having that kind of fun is just something that to me, it's my therapy mm-hmm. and I'm sure for a lot of other musicians therapy, um, and especially even with not having any social interaction engagement, uh, for, you know, really the past year and a half, right. it'll be a lot of fun when that finally happens again to kind of get to see, you know, some familiar faces and new people and really just have a lot of fun doing that. I don't know what it's like in Canada, but things are slowly moving in that direction. If we stay the course, things are opening, there are shows and you know, people are starting to move around. I don't know. I don't know if we can cross borders yet, but. I think that's August 9th. I'm oh, really? Sure uh, yeah, I had no it's, idea. Uh, Central. I know a few bands around here that have been able to go down. The oh, they have. But um, yeah, a few, but you have to have your visas and everything in order. Right. Um, which we don't have at the moment. Just because we, it's a long process. And if it gets shut down again, then we're out on that. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's just still on and off for us up here. It's just, you know, oh, well, but you guys got to deal with it and yeah. know, go, by, go by day. You guys planning any live streams at all? Have you done any live streams? We haven't done any live streams yet. We're not really planning on doing anything at the moment. We, um, are currently looking at finding a, a drummer for us to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can get that in order fairly soon, then I'm sure we'll be putting something out or doing something live. Okay. That'd be a little bit interesting. The, uh, pardon? I'm um, just listening. Oh, I know. So yeah. So yeah, once we kind of get that in order, then we'll figure that out. And hopefully from there we can do a live stream, but nothing at the moment. Cause when we wanted to do a live stream, it had to be perfect. Like we want it to be professional. Sure. And once again, everything, everything is shut down at places that we could have done it. So um, hopefully with now those places opening back up and seeing which, which ones are still around, um, you know, like the sound stages and everything, hopefully we can get in there and do something in the near future. Gotcha. Um, but it is very, you know, unpredictable still. Okay. So going through my show notes and doing some research, what is, tell me about Malakota Coffee and how that came about. Okay, so that was a coffee that we, yeah, so that was when, let me think, when we were planning for the shows that we did in 2019, right before the pandemic, we were looking at doing a different type of merch item. And one of the main ideas was, why don't we do something that, you know, is for everybody? You know, maybe not everybody would be into alcohol or, or, or you know, some sort of novelty, but, you know, coffee is pretty much a staple in every household. Yeah. So we thought that'd be a really good marketing piece. So we've found a local supplier 
um, based out of Oakville. And uh, so they've been supplying the coffee for a little while. And right now, um, the moment we have, uh, what was the two that we have uh, at the moment? It's been a while since I've looked at that. Harlequin Java is one for sure. I know it's my favorite because that's the one I always had. Right. Um, but before that, it was just one. It was just a straight dark roast. And then uh, once we saw that the sales were coming out and that they were really good, um, we decided to expand on it a little bit. So hopefully there's more of that to come in the future. We have some stuff in the works. And um, hopefully you can really expand that out to our fans. That's, Maybe I mean, a, I think that's a great idea. Or something like that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. It's Espe- definitely different because, you know, everybody around here, you know, the T-shirts, you know, the hat, the shirt, right. the, the CD. So we're just like, you know, let's, let's be a little bit different and not just be, you know, when you come to the table, it's not the same thing. Or when you look at our website, it's not, you know, the same four or five things. Right. It's something I go, oh, I want to you know, taste, right? That's pretty amazing. Uh, and and it gives you some extra revenue stream, which every, all musicians need at the moment. So Yeah, because, you know, not a lot of people are spending during this time. And we're not able to play shows to make that money. But by far, that's still our number one selling item. Uh, you know, everybody loves coffee. Everybody's gonna want oh it. yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, yeah. I mean, it was a smart move doing the coffee yeah, thing. Cause it, that's it, very generic. I mean, you know, for everyone. Not generic, but. Yeah. Can't go wrong with coffee. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a pretty coffee swell idea. Are you planning having that on when you're on the road, if you ever get back on the road? Oh, of course we got to bring that with us. So it'll be, it'll serve dual purpose. We're going to bring it for sure. It'll help us stay awake too. (laughs) Right. I would say dual purpose. It'll help you with both. Yeah. It's going to help us out. (laughs) Hopefully by the time we get to our first show, we wouldn't have used all the bags up because, you know, we're big avid coffee drinkers. So yeah, especially the darker stuff. Yeah. It's it's really good. It's really great. So what's next for Malakota while you're in this uh, holding pattern? You got anything else planned? At the moment, we're looking at diving back into the writing process. Um, so hopefully hearing something a little bit more towards the band's origin, which comes from Dante Alighieri's Inferno. Mm-hmm. Um, and the band name actually represents, you know, the evil tale, who's, uh, just the translation mm-hmm. roughly. And, uh, we're looking at maybe focusing, writing a concept album based off of the, uh, every single circle of hell. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, so it's kind of neat. Once again, it's taking on the writing process of finding something that is just of interest right. of ours and then, you know, pushing something, uh, making a concept out of it. Hopefully it'll be, we haven't gotten too deep in the writing process. We've just kind of touched on ideas and processes. But hopefully the storyline will be, or the, the flow of it will be very similar to that of kind of Restless Dreams, which is our previous mm-hmm. release, um, which is a full length. And that took on uh, the storyline of silent hill so following kind of the not so much you know word word for word copying but it'll right. take on that flowing aspect of the, album, of the concept album which is what we're looking at doing so that'll be really interesting with taking our modern aesthetic and appeal that we've been doing i think that's great but do you find it difficult not writing the same record or not repeating stuff you did on previous records or do you not even concern yourself with that um at times it can be a little difficult because it's, you know, not one solidified sound. However, we're hoping at taking all the elements that we have so far and making that our sound and kind of combining it and making it a little bit, uh, you know, continuing the dissonance that we have mm-hmm. in our writing, continuing that kind of style moving forward, but incorporating like the modernity of the first album that we, that was put out. And then 
with uh, Richie Alcee Turner, incorporating those heavier elements with the progressive elements of Restless Dreams, with a little bit more of the synth work and um, backing, uh, filling elements that we had within like Crawling Chaos and the Strain a little bit, some of those kind of keyboard elements. So basically incorporating everything that we have and making that kind of our one sound is uh, what we're attempting to do. But it is definitely um, a little bit of a challenge because it's always going out of our comfort zone, right? Um, especially with the last stuff and what we're kind of doing now. It's, it's definitely uh, a challenge, but it is a lot of fun and it allows us to learn a lot too while we're doing it in terms of the style. Right. And I imagine the shows themselves that you've watched, though, we said uh, The Strain and the other ones you mentioned, they kind of determine the, the mood and the, and the vibe, right? Or no? Well, you completely cut out there. You could repeat that. That'd be oh, yeah, sure. I said, I imagine that the writing changes based on the influence. So if you're watching The Strain or if you're writing it about The Strain, it takes on a different vibe than any other. Is that correct? Um, yes, in a way. Um, what we what kind of occurs is we write the rhythms and then we kind of tie that into something that we have an interest in or we have a general idea of what we want to be writing about, like, for example, the strain, like you have that general idea that's what it's going to be about. And then we right. kind of tie an element and work with it from there. Um, which is primarily what we do. Right. It's, uh, that's basically the writing style for that. But yeah, our, our, our interests definitely do have a really big, uh, influence in our writing process for sure. Awesome. I hope that wasn't too bad, man. No, man, it was awesome. This was actually my uh, first ever interview. You did great. Podcast. You did great. I'm just sorry about this weird connection we have, but I can't control it. So thank you, my friends. I don't know what happened today, but I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. That's weird. All right. Be well. Take care. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors and beyond from the world that turns us on we're reaching into the improvisational music scene the psychedelic culture the festival world and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes come join us on the long strange trip over at no simple road